welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Hey, uh, what did Jesus come to do? That's what I'm going to preach about tonight. He came to make us whole. I believe that uh, he came to do a few things, but reconcile the world through how? Through forgiveness of sins, our repentance, and living in relationship with him. I've titled this message, Made Whole, and I'm fully convinced that the work of Jesus in every one of our lives is to make us whole. One particular person one particular person in the Bible that I want to talk about this evening that was made whole was actually the same one that Pastor Byron spoke about last Sunday night, if you're here. But let's pick up the story in Luke 17, verse 11. My prayer is that this message tonight, that we would leave whole, not because of who we are, but because of what God has done in us. Luke 17, verse 11. Are you ready? Now, on his way to Jerusalem... Jesus traveled along the border of Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men, everyone say 10 men, who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. Isn't that funny? That sometimes our condition can cause us or our situation causes us to stand at a distance from Jesus or from a distance of what God is doing. Leprosy in the Old Testament, in, in, sorry, in the New Testament, in, in their theology, in the time of what we're looking at in the book of Luke here, it was like a result of sin. That was their theology, that leprosy was a result. Someone sinned so that this person got what they want. It was a mark almost of God's displeasure upon that person. They were an outcast. They were called unclean. They weren't involved or invited into society or community with the others. Ten men who had leprosy, they stood at a distance as Jesus was coming by. You see, the law required it, that they were outclassed. Have you ever noticed in your life that misery finds company? What's a smile for? Song lyric or something? Song? I think it is. Anyway, what am I saying? Sometimes we surround ourselves with people that don't actually help us, but that actually hinder us. That rather than surround ourselves with people that are going to speak life into our situation, no, no, they're going to pat us on the back and go, oh, me too. Come with us. Come hang out with us here. I know what it's like to be unclean. I know what it's like to be stuck. No, no, no. God has called us to overcome. God has called us to be whole. And can I encourage us? Let's not find misery in company. Let's get out and let's find Jesus in our everyday. Maybe that's you. Maybe you've had a bad, relig- a, a bad experience with religion. By the end of this conversation, I endeavor to close that gap. That gap between our current position or our situation or our condition and Jesus as he is coming to meet us. Verse 13, it goes on and says, And they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Have pity. What an interesting word. Have pity, have compassion, have mercy. Jesus, see. Can't you see that we are suffering. I love in Exodus, a very well-known scripture in the Bible, Exodus 34, 6 says this, and he passed in front of Moses, this is speaking of God, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiveness or faithfulness, another translation says, abounding in love and faithfulness. 
This is who our God is. Do you know that scripture there, Exodus 34, 6, is the most quoted scripture in scripture of itself in the Old Testament. You know that? The very character and nature of God. I believe that these lepers, they had an insight. They had inside information. They knew the character of God. They knew that if Jesus was from God, he was like God, he was the son of God. So therefore they could rely on the mercy, on the goodness, on the gracious, on the loving kindness of God. Somebody needs to hear that. That God is gracious. God is loving. He is kind. His mercies are more than enough for you. We can fall on the mercy of Christ. I can be confident in his good nature. Do you know that? I'll tell you what, if 10 lepers can be, I think I can. If a a person stuck in a societal situation where they were ostracized, where they were called unclean, where they couldn't be apart, could, could, could believe in the pity or the mercy of Christ, I think we could. I think we definitely could. Verse 14 says this, when... When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. Everyone say, they were cleansed. cleansed. A few things happen here. The first one Jesus says is he says, go, which is funny. Go, like, Jesus, we just got your attention and now you're telling us to go? You just saw us. We thought you were going to have pity on us and you're telling us to go? It wasn't instant healing. Did you notice that? Jesus could have, absolutely. Does God sometimes? Yes. Can God? But in this situation, he didn't. Why? Because he needed their obedience and their faith to kick into gear and go, okay, if that's what you say, then I'll do it, Jesus. If, because there was something bigger, I believe, going on under the surface here. In this account, the the healing required faith. It required action. Why did they have to show themselves to the priest? Why? Because the priest was the one that could declare them unclean. So not only was it an issue of them being healed by God or or Jesus, but it was of them rejoining society and back to a place of cleanliness and wholeness where they can be found in community and when they can be a part of society. The priest had that role. The priests were in charge of overseeing the religious law. Anyone could label you unclean, but only a priest could clear that sentence. He had the authority to change the label. There was a risk, though. There was a risk that that if they go to the priest, that, that if he goes, okay, I think I'm going to be healed, we think we got it, yep, let's go to the priest. If they go to the priest, what does the priest have to do if they're not healed? Enforce their situation. Reinforce their situation. He says, no, no, no. You're unclean. I'm sorry. You're banished. You can't be a part of society. You don't belong with the rest of us. But if they were clean, the priest would present a certificate He would change the label of these men. No longer unclean, no longer leper, no longer outcast, no longer separated, but clean. He could write them a certificate. Like my creativity. (laughs) 
Well, that was funnier than I thought it was going to be. I didn't really plan on that being funny. The priest could write the man a certificate and say, here. And they could carry it around and go, no, no, no. I'm not that person anymore. Yes, I once was unclean. Yes, I once was an outcast. Yes, maybe I used to not belong here, but now I have proof that God did something in my life. So whenever you say or try to put that old label back on me again, no, 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 I have a certificate that trumps what you say. Someone here tonight needs to know that you have a certificate by our high priest, that it's not the labels that others have put on you, It's not your shortcomings or your sin or your failings that's holding you back anymore because whom the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. You're not stuck anymore. You're not an outcast anymore. You belong in the family of faith. The priest was the one that could change their situation. You see, God only God could do the healing, but the priest had the earthly authority to do that. Someone tonight, I believe, you're going to get your label changed. Someone tonight is going to leave with a spiritual certificate. It's almost like you can pull it out and say, no, no, no. No. I'm not wearing that anymore. I'm not carrying that anymore. Those words aren't going to stick or hurt anymore like they used to. Our priest is good. That's why I said that scripture before. The nature of our God is good good, gracious, compassionate. That's who he is. So our high priest, the goodness of God, leads us to repentance and he heals, he restores, and he makes us whole. Someone tonight, I believe in faith right now, is going to be made whole tonight. This healing of the lepers reminds me of another leper that got healed in the Bible. Did anyone here, like me, grow up in Sunday school? Sunday school's simple. It's highway kids minus the cool. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Simple. Yes, Sunday school. Did anyone know this guy? I only know this guy because of Sunday school. Naaman, did anyone know Naaman? No one. Naaman, did anyone sing the song? Sarah, could you please come up here? Those shoes are made for dancing. Come on down. (laughs) No one knows this song. Does anyone know this song? Naomi went down to the river and he dipped. No? Come on, mum. Help us out here. Oh, mum's coming up. Come on down. I'll help you up, mother. No. <laughs> what, what, are, what are we doing then? Okay, we're going to sing it. I can't sing. Naomi went down to the river and he dipped. Naaman went down to the river and he dipped. Naaman went down to the river and he dipped and he dipped and he dipped and he dipped. <laughs> Thank you, Mum. Man. Seriously. The love of a mother will do crazy things. Thank you, Mum. But in 2 Kings 7, uh, Elisha, Naaman ends up coming to Elisha and he says, and Elisha tells him, go and dip in the Jordan seven times, then you're made clean. Seven times, another time where leprosy was healed with an action, with, with a journey of faith, with someone following an obedience of God and going out and stepping out in faith. 
Naaman's healing required action and faith, just like these lepers did. Now, this is just where I get a bit, I'm just going to geek out for a second. Is that okay? Are you with me? Naaman dipped in the river Jordan. The river Jordan is a cool river in the Bible. Do you know why it's a cool river? So many things happen at the Jordan River. Jordan was a river that we crossed over to walk into the promises of God. Jordan is a river that uh, the, the, uh, John baptized in. Jesus was baptized in. Jesus' disciples were baptizing in. And where does the Jordan River flow to? The Dead Sea. It's this picture, this beautiful picture that I once was on the other side. No, no, I once was away or gone from the plans and purposes of God. But as we cross over... As we go through the Jordan, our sin is washed away, our leprosy, our scars, our past is gone. And where does that flow to? Into the dead places. Never to be seen again, never to be held again, never to be stuck again. And we come up clean and whole in the call of God, in the purposes of God, in the place that he had for us. It gets better. What's the scripture over our church this year? Ezekiel 47, what's Ezekiel 47 talking about? The river of God. Where does the river of God flow into? Into the Dead Sea. Are you ready? And this is what it says. Ezekiel 47, 8. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it enters, em- sorry, when it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. So this is the story. We're made whole. We are washed. We're made clean. Our sin is gone. We are cross through the Jordan into the place that God has for us. Our sin is washed away into the Dead Sea. Then God is even better than that. Not only are we in the place that he's called us to, not only are we clean and washed and whole, but he brings the dead things back to life. And we serve a God that uses our shortcomings, that uses our past, our failures, our sin, our, our like, seriously, our stinking thinking, and he turns it around and he redeems it. That that dead sea becomes a blessing, that it becomes whole, that it becomes fresh again, that God uses the situations and the circumstances that we've been through to bless and help and heal other people on the journey. Do we know that? That's how good our God is. Romans says this, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. As mentioned earlier, the thinking around at this time was that this leprous man deserved this. That, hey, you sinned or someone sinned and this is your lot in life and that sin leads to death. But our God, he's in the business of washing off sin. Like I said, that flows into the Dead Sea, which he makes fresh and uses for good to bring hope and wholeness to others. The two-second version, God makes you whole so that you can make others whole. That we can play a part about bringing wholeness into our world. Our credentials. Are in Christ. Not in and of myself do I stand here. No, I'm here because my credentials are in Christ. You belong in church today, not because of who you are, the family you grew up in, 
No, no, because your credentials are in Christ. The one that knew us before we existed. The Bible says they knit us together in our mother's womb. Can you see the difference? The label that others or the world have put on you was cancelled. And we are on a journey towards wholeness. Skipping back, doing the full circle, back to Luke 17, verse 15, says this. One of them, everyone say one of them. When he saw he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. I think that's how you read it. Is that how you read it, Dan? He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Samaritan, cool. Samaritan. This makes sense because remember where Jesus was going at the start between Samaria and Galilee? It's fair enough that one of these could have been a Samaritan. Fair enough. Slats, what's the big deal? The big deal is that the Samaritans were enemies of Jews. There was a conflict. There was a rift between these two peoples. Why? Over a place of worship. Some believe that they could worship God here, others here. Just like church. Some people think the left side's the holy side. Some people, no, that's a joke. Just needed a brain break in there. What am I saying? He was a Samaritan. Jews and Gentiles were enemies, conflict over a place of worship, the Samaritan. Where this is a story of the enemies of God becoming friends of God. Those that were once distance now are drawn in. I love how he comes back praising God in a loud voice. Praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at the feet of Jesus and he thanked him. Do you know that a posture of thankfulness pays great dividends? Like a posture of thankfulness pays great dividends. I've talked to this so many times, I feel like I'll never stop talking about this. Kim and I and our little family, we have a blessings jar. At the moment, it's every Monday night. We sit down, we have a meal together as a family, we pray, and then we fill out the blessings jar. And we go, the blessings can be anything. It can be a new friend the kids have made at school. It can be, you know. Do you know what I've been writing lately? Because I've so, been so overwhelmed by what God's doing. I've been going, God's presence in our church. <laughs> Salvation's in the house. Baptism's in the house. Like, can I encourage you? There is something that a posture of thankfulness does to bring about the favor and the presence of God in our lives. Even if it's just a placebo. Because all of a sudden I've gone from thinking what I don't have. I've been gone from focusing on the things that I could do with or without. And I get focused on the things that I do have and what God's blessed me with. And my whole attitude and mindset shifts. Can I encourage you? This leper, the one that came back, had an attitude of thankfulness and it changed him. It brought about a difference. The moment we feel like we've made it, the moment we feel like we've earned it, is the very moment that we've lost it. This Samaritan becomes a friend of Christ. He becomes saved. Verse 17, Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? What's, the, what's, the, what's he trying to say? Jesus said, hey, I, I healed all ten. I healed all ten. Where were they? Were they Samaritans? Doesn't say. Were they Jews? I don't know. But what I do know is that the other nine didn't come back. 
Let's keep on reading a little bit further. It says this, Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? No one else. Firstly, are we okay with that? I reckon this one leper, this Samaritan, he'd be disappointed. Like I said, Misery Funds Company, so all his little posse all got healed together and he went to go back and have an encounter with Jesus. He got to go back and Jesus, I'll I'll give you the the crescendo to the story early right now, but Jesus says that you're made whole. So this one leper received not just healing, but he received wholeness. If I was this leper, I'd be like, mate, where were you? Why didn't you come back? You see, this wasn't a one-man thing, but I believe God's purpose or Jesus' purpose in the story was all ten to be made whole. Only one? Ten healed, one whole? I think it's on us. (laughs) Who are we in this story? Are we Jesus? Sorry. Kim, I'll let you down easy. I'm not. I was talking about my wife, Kim, sorry. Not my mum, Kim, just to confuse you. It took me a while to find a Kim. When you come from a good thing, you need to find a good thing. What am I saying? <laughs> I feel like I've got that Pastor Byron anointing right now where I'm just digging deeper and deeper and deeper. Shivers. There's an aspect to our faith that's better in community where we don't just want good for ourselves, where I'm not okay with just me being made whole, God. I want my friends. I want my family. I want those others that I come in contact with to know what it's like to be whole as well. I remember when I was an apprentice, I did an electrical apprenticeship. No, I won't come work at your house. Thank you. No, I'm just joking. I'm serious, but... Moving on. One guy I worked with at the, this sugar mill in Mackay where I did my apprenticeship, Racecourse Mill. We called him Ten Men. Like, I can't even remember his real name. How weird is that? But all I remember is his nickname was Ten Men. Why? Because he was like a one-man team. He thought he was like, he could do the work of ten men. Like, he was just like this go-getter guy. So we called him Ten Men. He was like the lone wolf. You know what I mean, that one? That's not God's plan for you. No, no, his plan is that would be in community. His plan is not just one be made whole, but ten. Ten out of ten be made whole. Can I encourage us? You can't do this yourself. Were you not cleansed? If you cleanse, then come back. Some of us have an experience with God. Maybe for some of our youth, it might have been youth camp, or it might have been when you got baptized after youth camp, and it's like we have this experience Don't forget to come back. God is more than an experience. He's more than an answer to my prayer. He is the reason that I live. He's the reason that I exist. Can I encourage us as a people? Let's continue to come back to God every step, every moment. I don't want to be one of these ones that just get what I want and then don't come back. No, no, no. I'm coming back, God. I'm coming back. No one else? 
Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you, what translation you want to read? New King James NIV says, well, New King James, one I like, oh sorry, the King James says whole, I like that. Your faith has made you whole. I've been reading the message lately at home just for my reading plan and the message, Eugene Peterson puts it like this, he says, healed and saved. I like that, healed and saved. You see, wholeness is more than just physical healing. Wholeness is this whole new level. Healed and saved, he says. You see, it's his word, but it's our journey. Jesus told these guys, hey, go. Go, we, he had the word, but it was our journey. It's our responsibility to walk out what he tells us. Our world has no idea what it's like to be whole. No idea. There is healing available for our brokenness. Someone is going to be set free tonight. He goes on and he says this, rise and go. Verse 19, another translation says, go your way, your faith has made you whole. Go your way. You see, this is a story. Strangers of God become friends of God. The lost become found. The unclean become clean. This is the heart of our God. How do we get a heart of God? We have a lifestyle of coming back to Christ. And that results in wholeness. Firstly, it starts with an encounter. If you're taking notes, have you encountered Jesus? Have you? I hope so. If you haven't, I'll give you an opportunity at the end of the service. But if you have, keep coming back. It's not a one-time deal. It's an open invitation. Come to me, all who weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Asterisk, read the fine print. No. It's not six pages of terms and conditions here. Christ's message is come. We need to be continually encountering our God. Number two, what are you carrying? This leper was carrying a word of God. He had a word. Maybe some of you, it's like it's been years since you've had a word of God, a word from God. It's like you felt like God had told you things or directed you in the past. Can I encourage you? Continue. <laughs> Continue. I remember I've been, I was in a season in my life and it was like, I really didn't know what to do. Like, and I had big decisions to make and I, I kept feeling like my heart and my mind were pulling me in two different directions. And if you've ever experienced that, it feels like your world's in turmoil when you, I don't know, you don't know where you're meant to be. You don't know what you're going to do. And anyway, I went through this like month long process of praying and going on and do you know what I felt in my spirit by the end of it? Just keep doing what you already knew to do. That decision actually didn't even need to be made. That I just needed to go back and go, okay, God, I know you've called me here. So I'm going to be faithful to where you've placed me. God, I know that you spoke to me here. So I'm going to go back to that place and I'm going to do what is required. This leper, he, he had a word of God. Do you know that we carry the presence of God? That means we have faith in him, which leads to hope, which leads to gratitude. Go. 
I like how Jesus sends him away. Because the plan of the healing and of being made whole wasn't just to have a party with Jesus. Although one day we will. Amen. It was more than that. There was work to do here and now. Can I encourage us? There's work to do here and now. That that stuff that got washed off your life and went to the Dead Sea, that's coming back and it's going to help redeem and set others free in Jesus' name. Go. Your testimony is powerful, but you know what? It's not as powerful in my words. Your past is powerful, but you know what? The story's better from you. I can't remember the details. I wasn't there, but you were. I'm not in your home, but you are. I'm not in your workplace. Some of you I am. Not in your schools. Not in your universities. You can probably tell by this message. <laughs> but you are. My prayer is that we would know that we are whole because of what God has done in us. And that we would honestly transform our world for him through what we carry and us taking it to those around us. Samaria isn't the place of worship. No, no, no. In this story, there's an only thing that, hey, that we carry the presence of God. Therefore, we worship God everywhere. Not in a location, not in a Sunday service, but every step, every place that we go, God is there. Do you know why? It's in me. And he's omnipresent, double banger. Honey couldn't sleep, our daughter couldn't sleep. Was it last night? Yeah, last night. She's got this new thing where she's real scared of the dark. She's three. And it's like, seriously, we have that many lights on in the house. I can't even sleep in our house. <laughs> like, I'm scared of the light. <laughs> seriously. But I'm trying to encourage her. I'm like, honey, you don't need to be scared. She's like, no, but I am because there's scary things. I'm like, honey, where's Jesus? <laughs> I did the same thing to Jethro. Honey, where's Jesus? He's in my heart. Mate, really? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, Dad. Well, if it's in your heart, what are you afraid of? Why are you scared? There's nothing to be afraid of, honey. If that's where God is, can I encourage us? God is with us. He goes before us. He makes us whole. Could we be people that would bring wholeness to our world? Can I pray for you? God, I pray for every person in this place. God, I just pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that those that need to, Lord, that you would set them free in this moment. God, I pray for wholeness right now. God, I even pray for those, Lord, that it feels like the enemy keeps coming back with past labels. Things that they've done that they're not proud of. Words that people have spoken over to them and it feels like they, every time they turn around, it feels like the enemy's put a, a post-it note back on their back. God, right now we just rip those off in Jesus' name and we give them a new certificate, a new label of healed, of whole, of new, not because of their trying and their effort, but because of what you have done, Jesus. And God, I just pray, Lord, that as whole people, we would go about bringing wholeness to others in our world, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Hey, before I close this service and before we go on, I, I just want to give you an opportunity. I said I'll do this at the start of my message and maybe you're here tonight and maybe you're not in relationship with Jesus. Maybe like the guys in this story that feel like you're far off and it's like you're trying to get a glimpse of him. You've heard my, me talking about him tonight, but you haven't experienced him for yourself. I would love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus and start a relationship with him this evening. If you're here, I'm gonna ask you to be so bold. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to lift your hand. Just to say, yeah, that's me, Caleb. Include me in this prayer. I don't wanna keep living the way that I'm living. I don't want these labels of my past to define my future, but I want a new start, a brand new start in Jesus tonight. Then I'm gonna get you up and I'm gonna pray. And we're gonna invite God into our hearts and into our lives, into every circumstance, into every situation. And this will be the start of a new beginning, of a different way of living through Jesus, our Lord. So if that's you, on the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to lift your hand so I can include you in this prayer. Is that you? One, two, three. Thank you, I see your hand over there. There's two hands, thank you. Awesome, thank you, beautiful, that's three. Who else tonight just says, yeah, Caleb, over there, thank you. Seriously, for your family, a brand new start, amen. Who else is here tonight and say, yeah, Caleb, I wanna be included in this prayer. If I've seen your hand, you can put it down, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, awesome. Who else here needs a brand new start? Yeah, Caleb, last chance. Thank you. I said at the start of this message, someone tonight is gonna receive wholeness. Man, I am so excited that in a moment we're gonna pray a prayer and you're gonna know what it feels like to be whole, not broken anymore. Last chance. If you're here tonight, show me your hand and I'll just pray with you and then we'll move on. Who is that tonight? Fantastic. Cool. Why don't we stand to our feet for a moment? Now, are you ready? This is where the action comes in. Just like the story I was talking about. Where these lepers, they had to go, they had to put their faith, they had to into action, they had to step out on the word that that heard. If you raised your hand, seriously, our church is gonna celebrate, but if you raised your hand to make a decision to follow Jesus tonight, I wanna include you in this prayer, but we do it on the altar. So I'm gonna stand in here like Pastor B does. And if you wanna pray this prayer with me, would you come down the front right now tonight? Thank you. Yeah, come on down. Awesome, I'd love to pray with you. Who else? Fantastic, thanks guys. Come on down. Yeah, awesome, thank you for joining me. Awesome. There was someone else, would you come down? Like, I really don't wanna embarrass you, but I would love to have an opportunity to pray with you tonight. I don't wanna miss this opportunity, thank you. I won't embarrass you, thank you, come on down. Yeah, come on down. Awesome, this is cool. 
So what we're going to do, church, these people on the altar are going to pray. They're going to repeat after me. And you, <laughs> you're going to repeat after me as well. And we're going to pray a prayer to accept Jesus into our heart and into our lives and believe in that things will never be the same again. Can you pray after me? Is that okay? Awesome. Are we ready? Dear God, tonight I open up my life and I ask you to come in to be the Lord and Saviour of my life. Show me what it means to be whole and to have a brand new start. From this day forward, I am saved. I am whole in you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Awesome, guys. Thank you. It's really special. Um, I'm going to invite Pastor Christiane to come back up. But if you're on the front here, why don't you just go with my wife, Kim. She just wants to give you a Bible and just have a quick conversation with you, if that's okay. That's awesome. Over to you, Pastor K.A. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.